Welcome to Sunday morning at First Presbyterian Church. It is a beautiful day in Columbus, Georgia to worship God. I know as we inch into the fall, we are looking for some relief from our heat-soaked lives. And in the same way, I invite you to open yourself to the refreshing and renewing power of God's Holy Spirit. We're glad you're here. Come on in. The first reading this morning is from the Old Testament book of Micah, chapter 4, verses 1 through 5. Please listen for the word of God. In the days to come, the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established as the highest of the mountains and shall be raised up above the hills. People shall stream to it, and many nations shall come and say, Come, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob, that he may teach us his ways and that we may walk in his paths. For out of Zion shall go forth instruction and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. He shall judge between many peoples and shall arbitrate between strong nations far away. They shall beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning, into pruning hooks. Nations shall not lift up sword against nation, neither shall they learn war any more. But they shall all sit under their own vines and under their own fig trees. And no one shall make them afraid. For the mouth of the Lord of hosts has spoken. For all the peoples walk each in the name of its God. But we will walk in the name of the Lord our God forever and ever. This is the word of the Lord. Our second reading is a psalm. Today, we are in Psalm 16, reading that whole passage. Listen for the word of the Lord, a psalm of David, David crying out, Protect me, O God, for in you I take refuge. I say to the Lord, you are my Lord, I have no good apart from you. As for the holy ones in the land, they are the noble in whom is is all my delight. Those who choose another God multiply their sorrows. Their drink offerings of blood I will not pour out or take their names upon my lips. The Lord is my chosen portion and my cup. You hold my lot. The boundary lines have fallen for me in pleasant places. I have a goodly heritage. I bless the Lord who gives me counsel. In the night also my heart instructs me. I keep the Lord always before me because he is at my right hand and I shall not be moved. Therefore, my heart is glad and my soul rejoices. My body also rests secure. For you do not give me up to Sheol or let your faithful one see the pit. You show me the path of life. In your presence, there is fullness of joy. In your right hand are pleasures forevermore. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So two weeks ago, when Aaron preached for me in such fantastic manner, thanks again, Aaron, 
my wife Vicki and daughter Abigail and I all went to the North Carolina mountains for a few days. It was a three-day weekend, so we took advantage of it. We get up to that part of the world fairly often, so we thought, what are we going to do that's a little different than we normally do? And after checking with some other folks, we were directed to an apple orchard, granddad's, granddad, granddad's, and we hadn't been to an apple orchard before. And they have all kinds of things. This is in Hendersonville, North Carolina. One of the many things that you could do there, really catered for children, but a great overall experience. There was this kind of machine gun looking thing that was this big mounted gun, a cannon they called it, except for bullets it shot apples. And across this pond to a billboard size rectangular metal structure so that when you hit it, it had this satisfying explosion in sound of the apple exploding. And they swore that all the apples were not wasted as food, so I assume that's the rare North Carolina apple catfish that lives in that pond that eats all that up. So they had this apple cannon. They had a little train that would take kids around the properties. They had a pumpkin patch where you could buy pumpkins. We waited 45 minutes at least in their line just for the bakery to get a hot apple cider donut. Well worth it, delicious. And you could do apple picking. Hadn't done that before. They give you this tool that almost looks like a lacrosse stick with a net on it, except for the net, it's a metal kind of grate that's in the shape of a bowl. And then it's got a few prongs on one side that extend farther and have a hook on the end. So the idea is you go up underneath the apple and pull down and it falls right into that, that little metal bucket right there. You bring them down, you got Fuji apples. Oh, so good, they were so good. The other thing that they had was a corn maze. How many people have ever been or done a corn maze at some time in your life? I know out at Pope's they have the haunted corn maze for you thrill seekers that are out there. But this was not a haunted corn maze, just a corn maze. And it is, as you think it is, a well-worn path wide enough for several lanes, filled with all kinds of tourists and people coming and going, trying to find their way. And we could see above, there was a mountain over here and a house over here, so we'd kind of keep our bearings. We knew when we were going farther away from kind of the central area, but, of course, the whole idea is the corn is tall enough, you can't see what your next move should be. So, some of you start your path, and then there's a, another path here, another path here. Sometimes you turn, and boom, right in the face, you hit a bunch of corn. Can't continue there, so you back up, then go retrace your path, go on where you were, find another path, continue and continue. And we did this for some time, until finally we had had enough, and we found on one side a well-worn little path. And the little path cut through the corn and spit us out on the side so we could then continue our business. Today we are talking about paths, not paths that you get stuck, although sometimes it feels like it. We are talking about God's paths for us as individuals, for our families, for our country, for our world, and for our church. As I mentioned before, this is the kickoff of our stewardship season. 
And for us, that's not just about money, although it includes that. Stewardship really is discipleship. Because for us to live as Christians in this world, as grateful Christians who live in gratitude, it is to do so knowing that God has done something for us. And so we look at this imagery of path, God's paths, as a way that we are able to look at our past, our present, and our future. The stewardship theme for this year is thy paths we choose. Thy paths, those are God paths, we intentionally choose. That came from the first hymn, God of our fathers or God of the ages. That hymn that we sang in the second stanza. Let me read it again. Thy love divine hath led us in the past. In this free land by thee our lot is cast. By thou our ruler, guardian, guide, and stay. Thy word our law, thy paths our chosen way. We sang this several months ago, and it stood out to us as one that spoke to us in this time, in this place. We like looking at paths because, again, it's a way to look at the paths from where we have come, what we have inherited. It's a way to look and see, are we on God's path now? If not, how do we get there, both as individuals and as a church family? And where does God's path lead us? What's next for us as people of faith, again, as individuals, as families, and as a church family. Thy paths we choose. We wanted to make it thy chosen way was the original verse, but we wanted it more explicit and more intentional because we have to decide again every day whether we will walk on God's paths or not. Sometimes we refuse to choose and we stray, which is a choice. We are choosing not to follow God's path when we don't choose to follow God's path. Sometimes we get lost in our directions. But as we talked about in our confession, through Christ, there is always the way back to God's path. Thy path's our chosen way. We will be exploring for the next few weeks. Again, from that great hymn that we sang first this morning. So the big, so let me me hit you with it. I'm out of time, all right. As we look at Psalm 16, and my challenge to you this week is to read Psalm 16 at least three times throughout the week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Find your place in it. Very quickly, David screams out, protect me, O God, for in you I take refuge. This is a psalm of refuge and trust. Now, for us to follow God's path, for us to choose that, for David to put that kind of faith in God, David knows that God has proven God's self earlier in his journey and in his life. The hard part about living as a Christian is that if you don't ever realize that God has done something for you, why would you do something for God? 
And this is an important time to look back. We talked about this somewhat a few weeks ago. Looking back over our spiritual journey, make a timeline of your spiritual journey. I encourage you at that time. It's the same here. If you don't ever think that God has given you anything or done anything for you or been with you, why would you, in a stewardship vein of money, time, and talent, give anything back to God? It is necessary and important to reflect on how God has been present in your life so that we can claim all of the gifts that we've been given, whether it is creation then and now and we as a part of it, whether it is the fact that God lays out paths for all of us and God's people together, whether we were given Christ as a Savior that we know we need, given grace even though we didn't earn it and can't, We live every day in response to what happened 2,000 years ago on the cross and the empty tomb. We live as a grateful people, not those who believe for hell insurance or that we're going to be smitten by God in a negative way at any moment. We need to be thankful that God has empowered us with gifts so that we can succeed in school and relationships, and life, and your chosen vocation, and the things and ways that you serve, your ability to earn money, your ability to help others, your ability to organize, to be Christian leaders, all gifts from God. That doesn't mean that you sat there, rubbed the lamp, and you got everything in your life. It means you worked hard with what God has given you. But without those tools, without that road, without those relationships, without those tools God gave you, you would not be or have what you are or what you have at this point. All that we have is a gift from God, and we become stewards, that is the word, of all that God has given us. And if we can't recognize all that God has, is, and will continue to do for us, again, what motivates us to give anything back to God? But when we stop and reflect, and we see the overwhelming way that God, God's Spirit, the risen Christ has been with us from day one, who doesn't leave us even in dark and tragic moments or moments of joy and celebration, who gives us everything that we need to succeed. Again, why are we motivated to give back if we don't see how God has been with us? So it pivots here from the first protect me, Lord, to the end of that. I keep the Lord always before me, traveling with God for this reason Therefore, my heart is glad and my soul rejoices. Culture doesn't want you to do that. It won't let your heart be glad and your soul to rejoice. Why? We are surrounded in the brokenness, in the darkness, and the negativity of everything that swirls our culture. All news is bad. All politics are bad. All people are bad. And so your heart cannot be glad and your soul rejoice unless you see that the bigger picture is rooted in the risen Christ, that this is still God's world, that God's path is one in which we are not left alone. And those gifts of love and joy and hope and grace and peace 
are at the heart of this journey. If we can transcend the negativity of our culture and look at the promises already delivered by God, we can have a glad heart and a soul that rejoices. And in your packet, which you will get today in my letter, I use this as one of the core verses for our stewardship campaign. You show me the path of life. In your presence, there is fullness of joy. That's where we are on this Sunday, friend, as we begin this journey in our stewardship campaign. In thy paths, God, we choose willingly every day. Let us look at our lives and see all that God has, is, and will continue to do for us so that we can celebrate, let our hearts be glad, and our souls rejoice. Hallelujah. Amen.